Welcome back, everybody, to the Toma Todito Show. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. And uh, I got another edition uh, here or another, uh, yeah, definitely another edition, another episode to add to the chain of episodes that I've been working on here the last few weeks. And uh, they are all related to to history, history in the fight game, history in the boxing game, per se, and, uh, and all related to, or I guess it all came about because of some conversations that popped up uh, in my in my immediate circles in the last few weeks. And it got me to thinking and it got me to, uh, to put pen to paper and start doing some research uh, as to certain things that were brought up. Um, I put out a previous episode uh, in, in, as uh, related to the youngest uh, champion in boxing history. I put one out as the uh, the fastest knockout in men's boxing history, and uh, also uh, as it related to the quickest knockouts in the shortest uh, world championship fights. Uh, those two were that last episode had both of those topics covered, and today we're gonna do a similar. Uh, we're going to touch base on a similar topic as the last episode is the fastest knockout, but this time we're going to look into women's boxing, the fastest knockout in women's boxing history. And uh, let's dive in. I think you're going to enjoy this one as well. The event took place on July 24th of 2020. So just last year, a little bit less than last year, right? Because we're, we're in March. Uh, so last July... Uh, at the Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio, California, it was a supporting bout to the main event, which was a welterweight contest between up-and-coming prospect Virgil Ortiz, who's fighting this coming Saturday, and, uh, and an experienced journeyman by the name of Samuel Vargas. Uh, also, just a quick side note, if you didn't watch the last fight that Virgil Ortiz had, which was against Samuel Vargas... Check it out. It was an action-packed fight. Uh, it was a good showing by Ortiz, uh, and uh, and uh, he stops Vargas in the in the seventh round. So spoiler alert there, but he stops Vargas in the seventh round. Uh, good, good showing by both fighters. Eventually, Ortiz gets the best of them and and puts him out. So let's get back to the episode. So this is July twenty fourth of twenty twenty. This is the co-main event fight, and the two female fighters are Seniesa Superbad Estrada and Miranda Atkins. Miranda Atkins was a last-minute stand-in with an approximate three-week notice to prepare for this fight. She stepped in as a replacement for the originally scheduled fighter who was supposed to be Jackie Calvo fighting Seniesa Estrada, but she pulled out due to a leg injury. So in three weeks' notice, Miranda Atkins gets thrown in the mix, She's going to be the opponent for, for Estrada, and uh, everything else developed uh, as as it did, and uh, in a bit, definitely attracted a lot of ice and created some controversy, I guess, uh, in the in the sporting world. Miranda Atkins walked into the ring with the amateur record of no fights, 0-0 record in the amateur ranks. In kickboxing, she was 0-1. Her MMA record was 0-2, and her professional boxing record was 5-0 with five knockouts. All five were victories by way of knockout, similar to Senias Estrada um, having a majority of her bouts by knockout, right? And being on a, on a recent knockout streak. Senias Estrada steps into the ring with an amateur record of 105-5. Some sources list her as 97 and 4, but by her own claim, she acknowledges having close to 110 amateur fights and recalls having suffered five defeats. 
multiple national titles on behalf of Senia Sastrada. She was a junior Olympic national champion, USA national champion, and her professional record, 19-0 with eight knockouts. She walked into the ring at 18-0 with seven knockouts that night. Uh, WBC silver female light flyweight champion and the interim WBA world female uh, flyweight champion. Uh, The fight would play out in quick fashion. Estrada quickly covered ground. The bell rings. Estrada quickly covers ground and crossed the ring uh, to Atkins' side. Estrada delivered a three-punch combo in the form of a left punch to Atkins' right forearm, followed by a hard right hook to the body and damaging left hook to the head, which immediately stunned Atkins, sending her stumbling backwards towards the ropes. Estrada pushed forward, delivering a four-punch combo with three of the four punches landing successfully and ending the fight in which we saw Miranda Atkins' head uh, bounce off the bottom rope and actually uh, end up beneath all ropes uh, on the side of the ring. All in all, we saw the fight consist of seven punches in seven seconds. All punches were thrown by one fighter, and that being Seniesa, and managed to land six of the seven punches that she threw, subsequently enter the record books with this performance as the quickest knockout in women's boxing history. This caused a lot of controversy. Like I mentioned before, there was a lot of outrage, a lot of criticism because of the level of competition that Miranda Atkins brought to the table. Uh, She was completely outclassed. She had no business being in there, but she accepted the fight. She's a grown-up. She's a professional. The promoters put her in there, and she accepted the fight. There should have been some better... um, some better uh, discerning, I guess, as far as uh, the level of opposition. But she managed to get herself into a big fight and a bigger payday. Miranda Atkins, that is. She got in there. Uh, it is what it is, right? Regardless of how you see uh, or, or where your stance is, this was an awesome performance by Seniesa. She showed up. She did her job. She had the training camp. She walked in and did what she was supposed to do. Um Yes, it caused a lot of uh, controversy and outrage and so forth throughout the media. But to blame, to put the blame on Seniesa is just completely absurd in my opinion. This was an amazing performance by her. She put in the work, she showed up ready and performed. The unfortunate thing was that we didn't see Seniesa Estrella in action again in 2020. Uh, that was that was the biggest the biggest hit right for the boxing fans because I would have loved to have seen her maybe late December or so. Um, she's uh, she's gonna be fighting Annabelle Ortiz on the undercard of Virgil Ortiz's uh, Maurice Hooker's fight again. So this fight undercard of a uh, Virgil Ortiz versus Sam Vargas. Now she's gonna be on the undercard again. Um, I would like to see. This would be my dream if I had the if I if I was a matchmaker. These would be my dream matchups. Obviously, Annabelle Ortiz, that's the one to go for. She's getting that fight now. From here, I would love for her to return maybe May or June, ideally. And I would like to see her in the ring against Yesenia Gomez, who's uh, currently has a record of eighteen five and three. She's out of Mexico as well, and she's a current WBC light flyweight champion. Seniesa uh, and Yesenia Gomez would be an awesome match. Obviously, depending on what the result looks like this Saturday against. Uh, against Annabelle Ortiz. Um, from there, I would love to see her uh, maybe September, uh, have a return in September against uh, Tina Ruprecht or Costa Rican fighter Yocasta Valle. Um, Ruprecht and Yocasta Valle were supposed to have a unification match 
in January this year. And it got scrapped. Ruprecht, based out of Germany. Uh, she's currently 10-0. She's a WBC minimum weight champion. Uh, Valle fights out of uh, Costa Rica with a 20-2 record and is the current IBF minimum weight champion. In addition, the Ring Magazine and IBO titles were added to that fight, that unification bout that was supposed to happen between Ruprecht and Yocasta Valle. Now, the fight ended up getting scrapped because the IBF interfered. The IBF ends up coming into the picture. They scrapped the fight. They ordered a new fight between Yocasta Valle and the mandatory challenger, uh, Sana Hosuki. Um, and, uh, and, that's it. We never got to see the unification between Valle and Ruprecht. Maybe down the line we'll get we'll get to see that. Uh, also, for Seniesa, a rematch between her and the Houston native, of course, which was an amazing, amazing fight that she had back in 2019 or that they both had against one another and ended up with a cut and ended up with uh, Marlon Sparza um, uh, not, answering, not answering from her corner. Uh, Marlon Sparza would be the ideal rematch. The feud is there. The bad blood is there. The history is there between them. And it would be an amazing matchup maybe in December of this year to close out the year. That would be an ideal setup uh, for that rematch. Uh, Marlon's sole defeat to date came at the hands of Senia Sastrala. Professionally, that's the only loss that she has. Uh, she was just on the undercard of a Clarissa Shields Marie de Care uh, that happened a few weeks back, and she looked good. She did her job. She looked good, and it looks like she's going to be moving up to a to a title shot now. So, in closing, Seniesa Superbad Estrada is a fast rising star, hands down. This is somebody that you got to keep an eye out for. I've been watching her for the last few years and the ascension that she's having uh, in the sport of boxing and in the boxing world is second to none. And you're going to see her on the undercard of Virgil Ortiz, Maurice Hooker. I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I love her story. I love what she brings to the table. I love the way that she approaches the game and her dedication. And uh, and she's very soft-spoken at that. Uh, I, I, I love the passion behind her and the story between her and her dad and how they're working. They're a working team. So they're, they're doing big things in the sport of boxing. And, uh, and for her to have that shot against Annabelle Ortiz and get her first major title, should she be successful against the experienced uh, Annabelle Ortiz, would be, um, would be amazing. Uh, and for her career, for, uh, and without a doubt, she'll be a household name, uh, this year. By the end of this year, she'll be a household name and somebody that, that everybody will, will know, like a Katie Taylor or an Amanda Serrano, or a Clarissa Shields. Uh, now Jessica McCaskill's getting in those ranks now that she cemented herself as the undisputed welterweight champ. Senias Estrada has that opportunity, and she's willing to take the risks. She's willing to take those fights. And this fight against Annabelle Ortiz is the first big test um, of her career, a uh, huge test in her career. And to come out successful would be amazing. If Annabelle Ortiz uh, ends up uh, defending her title successfully, she's she's going to be talked about because this is no easy challenge for her either. This is a tough opponent and possibly one of the toughest opponents that she's had in her last uh, 20 or so fights. This would definitely be one of the toughest out of, out of the out of the bunch that Annabelle Ortiz has, the, the streak of wins that she has together right now since her last loss against Jessica Bob. So keep an eye out on Senias Estrada. Super bad is no joke. And now she holds the record for the quickest knockout in women's boxing history at seven 
seconds, even trumping that of the men's record by Solani Tate, who holds the record at 11 seconds. Um, Tenyas Estrada just bested that record by four seconds. So keep an eye out on her. Check out the weekend's card. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Have a good night.